person and I am here with my guest, Jason Thiel. Jason is the president of the Downtown Winston-Salem Partnership. That would encompass this area right here. We're going to be talking about that. But you know what we got to do first? We've got to ask you the first three questions. But I want to, first of all, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, we've been trying to do this for a little while. And uh, I think you were out of town, I was out of town, and different things like that. And, of course, we've had this pandemic and all this stuff. So I'm really glad to kind of get in here. And uh, as things have started to ease up, let's go ahead and get let people know yeah, we're that mm, far apart. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I just appreciate you having us. Thank uh, you for having me. Where are you from and how long have you been in Winston-Salem? So I've moved around a bit. I was born in Wisconsin. Whereabouts? I was born in Marshfield, Wisconsin, but both of my mother and father are from Wisconsin. They both grew up on farms and uh, family farms. And uh, they met each other in college. My father got a job with a company called Warehouser, the lumber company. Familiar with them, yeah. And they moved him to rural Mississippi. And so we moved there, my sister and I as younger children, and we grew up there until me until high school. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to uh, central Pennsylvania. I uh, went to high school near Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, at a high school called Cumberland Valley in uh, Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. And then I went to college at Temple University in Philadelphia, with mm -hmm. a graduate school at the University of Florida. Okay. And my first job was in the city of Jacksonville. And then I worked in Fort Worth and then here. And I got here, my first day on the job was January 2nd, 2006. Wow. And so this January, New Year's, will be 15 years. Yeah. You like it? I love it here. Yeah. We, we, we overlap a little bit, um, and I, I try to, you know, establish that with you. Uh, I don't know if we, you've been on, he's been on real estate radio several times, but I don't know if I told you, I grew up in, outside of Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, grew up in Doylestown. Yeah. And uh, my family used to vacation every year until I was about nine or ten years old. So for the first nine years of my life, we used to go to, um, uh, what was it, uh, Hayward. Yeah. National Log Rolling Championship. That's right. ESPN at like, what, ESPN like 12 at uh at 3 a.m. or something. Yeah, Doylestown's a very nice town and um, a lot of uh, really good football there, Central Bucks West and Central Bucks East. And uh, My brother went to Central Bucks, I think, West. Of course, if I'm wrong, I'm going to be... James Mishner was a substitute teacher. How about that? So I've Mr. read Mr. many Mish of his... would come in yeah. and, and they would just get him to start talking about one of his travels and then they were at the, the school bell rang. How about that? And I guess Oscar Hammerstein II lived in our neighborhood. Yep. So, I, But I didn't know any of those people at that time. It's a but, very uh, nice community. What made you, what, what's, what's, what's been the thing that's had you grow to love Winston like you have? <coughs> you, you know, there are many things about Winston-Salem that are very nice. I love cities with great history, and there's a great history here. We are really lucky to have a great grid system in downtown, and we have great old buildings in the grid system. And what some people like to say, I know that... Um, one of uh, the people that came here talked about us having good bones for a downtown, and I agree with that. And what I mean by that is that we have a nice grid system, the block lengths are good, and we have old buildings. Walkability is very uh, nice here. The road widths are not very wide like you would see in some cities, and that all makes for a more pedestrian-friendly environment. Um, we have a great central location in the states, in the United States here on the East Coast, north and south. We're centrally located in the state. Um, we have great climate here, in my opinion, and I think the people here are fantastic. I think our traditions and um, so I just think the quality of life here for many more reasons than I've shared are, are very positive, but I'll just leave it at that. But I think for me, anytime you're somewhere where you get a chance to know people personally, you just become dedicated and, and interested in helping in your role, and I'm a big fan of understanding my role and trying to do 
my best to try to help people. You know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, people have often said to me that Winston-Salem is the largest, I mean, is the smallest, uh, the largest small town in America. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I get all over the place when I think. Um, and uh, it is true. I mean, I, I love it as a realtor when I show homes. Any neighborhood I drive through, anybody you walk by is wave, wave, you know, raising their hand and waving and stuff like that. We do have a, a southern charm to us, but we also have that, you know, industrial and and and, um, and uh, that arts and innovation and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, I totally agree with you, and I'm I'm glad that you fell in love with this town as much as I have. Yeah. Um, because you know, a lot of people can get into a job and then move on to the next one, and you found one that you. You do like, and, and um, I can't wait to talk about all the different changes that you've sure. been a part of. Yeah. So, I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I already know the answer. You're allowed to take the mayor's route. What is your favorite place to eat in Winston-Salem? Well, you know, it's going to be downtown, and so for me, I try to spread it out. I, I really don't answer that question. A lot of people do ask me that question, but I try to eat at all the restaurants downtown if I can, and... Uh, and visit and try to say hello to the owner if they're in. And um, so there's a lot to explore. There's a lot of really good food options. And so, um, you know, for me, it's just impossible to answer that question. You're allowed to, you know, you could have even pled the fifth on that. I I give you more of a reason than even the mayor to say, you know, you can't really answer that question. And I'm not even gonna do the follow up, which is how I got the mayor to finally answer. It's where's the last place you ate? Because I do really know and respect you, Jason. With, I mean, you know, I've seen you in different restaurants around town. I'm looking around here. You guys got maps and stuff of showing, like, you know, this one's on this corner and stuff. I think what I will ask is, how many restaurants right now do you do you say we have downtown? Well, I was just looking at that, and depending on how you answer coffee shops and what exactly oh, is a okay. restaurant, you're about 80. Wow. Yeah, and so we were just looking at that, and um, so. You have uh, places that are open for breakfast and lunch, and some that are open for all three, some that are open just for lunch and dinner. When I started here, we didn't have a whole lot of places that were open for dinner. We had about five or six. And so at some point during that time, it became dinner became the dominant, you know, uh, the um, dining time in that. What were the ones that were open like when you started here? Is when I first, still around? Well, yeah, so there are a few few people. Sweet Potatoes had opened. That's right. Yeah, and so you also had uh, Finnegan's Wake was not open yet. They just opened after I got here. Uh, Mellow Mushroom opened up, and um, you look at um, some of the other places. Mita's is still open, Murphy's Lunch. We still had now, had, had Moselle's open yet, or were we still Moselle's, Jeffrey Adams? Moselle's was uh, right on the verge. 4th Street was there. Yeah, Jeffrey Adams was not open yet. Because no, that uh, was Noma at that point, probably. Yeah, and, and that opened up after I got here. So anything, um, Bistro 420 was here, Hutch and Harris had not moved in, and then, you know, the Young Cardinal came after that. Um, if you looked at Six and Vine, it was open. Um, and Mary's Gourmet Diner was open, although it was... Just that her as a guest. She's phenomenal. Yeah, she's fantastic. And, and, and she was south on the south end of town prior to her move to the north. Right. Um, and there are so many people that, you know, you had um, um, Lighthouse was open. Right. Um, and there are many more. And, and you don't have to forgive me, everyone. No, for, no, you're fine. No, I mean, and, and I don't think people expect you. I mean, I'm asking you stuff from, what, 14 and a half, 14, 14.9 mm. years ago, right? Um, yeah. What about, so, and that's something that I don't think people understand, um, and, and uh, I want to come back to this question, but I want to ask you the third question. 
So the question I'm going to ask is what encompasses downtown. But before I do that, you've got a wife and how many kids? Two children. Two children, and they're below what? They're 10 and below? I have a 15. I've got a 15-year-old and an 11-year-old, so a 10th and a 6th grader. Yeah, time goes by fast. Yeah, so where, what is y'all's favorite thing to do around Winston-Salem? Well, for us, both of my children are into sports, and so for us, I really like to go fishing with them, and I like to, you know, essentially take them out to eat, and, you know, they spend a lot of time with me doing my work, and a lot of time with me in the downtown area, so, you know, I just like being with them, and them getting to be a part of my life, and them being a part of our community too. It's interesting because people don't realize that. I mean, what I would equivocate you to is like an athletic director. Yeah, maybe. And, and, and here's why. You have to go to every sporting event that the school plays. For you, you have to make an appearance when um, the new Cuban restaurant opened up. I'm sure you had to stop by and say, hey, or, or that type of thing. It's really, it's different in that sense in, in the regard is that I think um, I try to make it very much not about me and more about the businesses and, and so I guess most athletic directors do too, but it's not, um, it's important that you know and talk to and communicate with the stakeholders downtown and that you spend time and are visible with them. If you were not visible, you would not be still employed. I mean, I because mean, it's like, who is, who, I don't know, that downtown wants to, they don't do nothing for me. And you guys do do stuff and we're going to talk about shop the block, we're going to talk about um, you know, this right here, Salem Parkway and all that stuff. But what sure. is, what's downtown? What encompasses downtown? Because, you know, when you said Mary's, of course, I'm thinking Delicio's. Well, that, I, yeah, I guess that is downtown, but is it that? You know, so what? There's no, there's no, this is something that's difficult for some people to realize, but there's no definitive answer to that question, which is why when we did the, the, the downtown plan in 2013, this map actually has a... A, a blur. A, yeah, it's, it's a blurred edge, yeah. and so... What we're looking at is that if you were to go back to the year 2000 to 2010, there was a definitive map, and it was basically Broad Street on the west. You had Business 40, but when I came here in 2006, we immediately said, you know, Old Salem and Brookstown should be a part of downtown, and that's just common sense. You know, they're the oldest parts of our city. And then um, you you get to the point where um, different places and define it, and so what we've looked at is a larger, greater downtown area, and we may not be as involved in some of the areas outside of the core of downtown, but we, um, because there are many different organizations that are involved in the betterment of our city, but we're really active in the core of our downtown where our business improvement district is, north of Business 40, right in the central part of um, what our plan called the old city of downtown Winston. Right. And so, we're all in this together, and so we try to work on what is downtown Winston-Salem, but you're looking at all the way to where um, the edge of Burke Street, all the way to the baseball stadium, north of Martin Luther King into the new Industry Hill area, mm-hmm. all the way into the what we call the East End now, which is all the way over to Martin Luther King, beyond Interstate 52, over to Winston-Salem State's campus, and all the way down to... Um, uh, Old Salem, all the way down to the Gateway, West Salem, 
And so just, and you can look at this, if anybody wants to look at it, they can go to our downtown plan. We're online. gonna bring it up when we take our break. So yeah. and we'll, we'll actually specifically put this up so you can see, and then any information you have, we can have that, that show too. Yeah. And I, we're also gonna bring the website up so that people can do sure. that and learn Thank how to get in touch with you and be involved. Um, so let's go ahead and knock the one question out. That's one of the reasons why it's taken us so long to do this, uh, COVID. Yeah. Holy cow. Yes. Um, talk about the proverbial kick in wherever you wanna say it. Um, I love bringing my daughter downtown for Gallery Hop. I love coming to some of the events like the, uh, what, the Indian Food Festival, Pride Festival, all those different things that um, while they may be, you're involved in in some way. Um, and I don't know how involved you are in each of the different things, but um, the wine, there was a wine, there used to be a wine tasting down there. I mean, all these things now have scaled back, um, but I, I, Disney's now doing the uh, marathon virtually. Mm -hmm. So you sign up for it, and they'll send you a medal, but you got to send your time back in and show them whatever. I mean, you know, they're, they're still trying to have some interaction. Mm -hmm. But how, how how has COVID affected you and your and your and your shareholders? Yeah, so it's been very dramatic, and we're not alone. Throughout the country, we're looking at a very significant, very um, troubling uh, challenge for our businesses in downtown. The problem is not just limited to downtown in the sense that the COVID virus is worldwide. So we had challenges with the Business 40 closing, which we knew was coming, and that was limited to our geographic area, the area that's impacted by Business 40's uh, closing and reconstruction. And we had that right at the end of the opening is when the pandemic started. So we really got hit by this double whammy. And so what you're seeing is there are many different constituencies, whether it be uh, restaurants, coffee shops, bars who have not even been able to open at all at any capacity until recently. You've had shops and churches and arts organizations, nonprofits, uh, just anything that you can think of that makes up the large litany of different consumers. And um, so We've also surprisingly had a lot of people living downtown, so there's a lot more people here. And so we manage a service district. So we have a clean team that picks up trash every day. We um, have managed pet waste stations. So we've been very active in managing the streets of downtown, which have had still a lot of use and walkability. And so we've been here throughout most of the pandemic. Uh, March, our office is not closed. We uh, provide essential services to the downtown community, such as the clean team. Um, we're removing things like graffiti, um, servicing the way stations, power washing the streets, a lot of different things that are essential just to make things presentable. A lot of our landscape and flower pots have been uh, maintained. But for the restaurants, I really implore, and for our shopping, we're doing a big promotion uh, next week. Uh, and I'll tell you what, we're going to do a cliffhanger. Yeah. So let's hold off on uh, that. Okay. Let's take a break. Stabler is going to put up the uh, the map here, and then uh, when we come back, we're, we're going to talk about this. And I'm really happy because you have a whiteboard behind you, so yeah. I'm going to write down like five things that you just talked about so that I remember to ask you about them. I can't thank you enough for being here. Of course, Jason is with the Downtown uh, Winston-Salem Partnership. We'll be right back, and we're going to show you this here uh, map of the downtown so you can learn more about the Downtown Winston-Salem Partnership. Welcome back, everybody, to Camel City Chat. I apologize. I think we had a mic issue, so uh, 
please forgive me there. So we've got that fixed and everything up and going. My guest is Jason Thiel with the Downtown Winston-Salem Partnership. And in your last answer to the question, I think you must have named like 12 things that I wanted to ask you about. So, um, but um, again, back to COVID is where we were. Um, I, I've seen like, um, uh, I just announced this week that uh, Miss Aura's is going to wait to the spring to open back up. Everybody's gonna move over to sweet potatoes along with some of the menus and stuff like that. We've seen some businesses I think thrive. I know that I've watched, uh, um, Gosh, how horrible was the timing for Young Cardinal to open up right when it did? But uh, with his uh, market concept, with his um, to-go concept and things like that, I think he's been doing fairly well. Um, you know, not as well as everybody would want to do, but, I mean, it's, it's been very inventive. So I think my question to you is, you've seen some people close. You've seen some people actually totally close, some temporarily close, leave the marketplace. And then you've also had people want to come in. So what's... What, 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 what can you tell me about that? Yeah, so there has been a great impact of the coronavirus on our restaurants and our shops and everything. And so what I would say to people is that there have been some closures, and there have been some closures all across the country. And I'm not going to get into statistics, but what I would say to people is, is that thriving is a word I don't know if I could describe to any of the businesses out there except maybe you know, the golf courses and uh, bike shops. But for, for us in downtown, if you want to, to be a, a supporter of our downtown businesses, which they're owned by the operators, you can walk in and see the business operators in any store, any place. And that's really what our great asset is, that we have personalities that are welcoming and get a chance to know them. And please take the time to spend money uh, if you're not comfortable with dining in, um, order something to go or buy it online. Many of our businesses have uh, converted to some online shopping. And so our businesses, what I've seen from them is the most dedicated people and they are committed to getting through this, whatever it takes. And, but it's, it's a struggle because what you see is just limitations on capacity, people's willingness to eat out as much. And so, um, it's going to take a while to get through that, but I just think for, for where we're at in downtown is that if you guys can support us, get out there and do that, and that's really the key. And, and I think it's also how that message is getting out. So Algernon Cash has been on. I don't know. Um, I, I don't, I'm, I'm mad at him right now because every time that I look on his Facebook post, he's posting some wonderful meal that he got, you know, downtown. And I mean, it, I know there's purpose in it because he's such a huge supporter of it, but I don't want to see all these good things because I, I got this here and I don't need to, I don't yeah. need this. Um, and so you actually have a podcast. Yes. Um, and uh, so we'll, we'll definitely put information on how to get in touch with you through your podcast. What is, what's your podcast about or what's it called and that type of thing? Yeah, so it's called the Downtown Winston-Salem Podcast and it's on our Downtown <laughs> Winston-Salem Partnership webpage. Right. I just recently interviewed Opie Kirby from Finnegan's Wake. Right. But the topics range from just interesting personalities, and there's an archive, and we've done about 27 of them now. Okay. And so I've had a lot of people come to me. It's, I, I wouldn't say that it's a blockbuster and people are uh, knocking people over, and I realize that. I probably do one every month or two months. I've had right. larger hiatuses, but we've been doing it for several years now. And I'm gonna keep going, but some of the people that are um, big players in downtown, I try to talk to them and 
basically a lot of what you're doing with me here and right. dig in who they are, where they're from, what they're doing, and talk about their stories. And I found it very touching. Some of the stories for me are just, I really encourage people to look at it. But I think that's the story of downtown is the, the tremendous entrepreneurship that you have here and the struggle that they're going through. Anybody, if you really want to vote with your wallet and vote, you know, voting right now is important, the election's mm -hmm. coming up, vote with your wallet and come and shop for places that you feel strongly about, the individuals. Don't take it for granted. Get out there and visit them or buy a gift certificate. Do whatever you need to do to support our local businesses. And that's, and that's really the key message that I think for us about COVID is don't let this virus take away our local businesses. If you and just do do what you can. I mean, I will tell you the things that I love is because we try and do this on location as much as we can. Um, you know, I've sat on Mary Haglund's front porch. I'm getting the, the th and just shared tea with her and learned about her story. Yeah. You know, um, I, I and we have a studio. We built one in my office. I mean, as a full time realtor, I still got to sell houses. I mean, this isn't yeah. my job. So, um, but I've I've got a couple people that um you know I probably have a list now. Every time I interview somebody, I I get a list of who you think I ought to talk to. So I probably on the iPhone, I probably got a list about this long of of people. Um, and, and then what blows me away is. When you interview somebody, um, you think, well, gosh, this person's going to just blow up. You know, I mean, the first person I interviewed was Lou and uh, Lou Baldwin, and he's, he was a great guest. I mean, if I, if I were to go look now, I mean, he's got the most views of, of any of the podcasts that I've done. Um, but, you know, then you go back and you look and, and you say, well, gosh, uh, this person might be good. And I interview him, and I, I love the interview. Personally, I think it's great, but then I didn't get the views I thought I would get. Um, and then you interview someone like I, I, I interviewed, the last two guests have been schoolmates. I interviewed Catherine White within like a day, she had almost 170 views. And it's like cats, it's, and the reason why is because it goes back to the central of Winston-Salem. Catherine's right now in Oakland. We want her to come back, but she's out there right now. Um, but there's, she has so many friends here that they want to see what the heck she's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I, I do this because I want to know more people. I want to see what she's talking about. I'm going to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. So, and then the other thing is, is I love my city. Yeah. And if I can do this and, and someone says, gosh, well, you know, hey, watch that. I, I, one of the biggest honors that I got from doing this podcast is Jeff Smith. Had him on the show. And he goes, hey, man, I'd like to sponsor your podcast. I mean, your, your, your video, whatever we call it. It's Campbell City Chat. And I said, okay. So we just swapped out. And so Smitty's notes, when you're interviewed, he'll put on there, hey, check out Campbell City Chat. And then at the end of this, we're going to talk about Jeff and how much he's, you know, done because that was what he started is kind of what you guys, mm -hmm. you know, have as a monthly counter too. And yeah, so it, we just, it's just cool. And, and as, if we all work together to show that our love for our city, it's only going to improve because I say this about every podcast. I used to come downtown when we delivered books and magazines. No one was here at 3.30. <laughs> you didn't come back to downtown Winston-Salem after 6 o'clock at night. Right. And now... You might have people up at 6 a.m. still walking around or, you know, out for a run and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yes, so, that's, that's right. Um, but what, so the podcast going well for you, that's cool. That's, that's part of it. And then you've talked about different activities. I want to go back to one that I probably should have started with, and that is I am so proud, and I can say this as a citizen, I am so proud of you and your organization and your work with DOT to make this happen and not kill people. Well, I mean, this could have crushed our downtown. Well, I'm kind of modest about that because I really don't think we deserve 
you know, I think the DOT and Creative Corridors and all the different businesses, you have to understand that the road closure was a dramatic event for the businesses downtown. But it had to happen. It, 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 it was something, though, it's hard to, it's even hard now to kind of celebrate the fact that it looks very good. And I've done some before and after pictures. Right. And it did have to happen. It's kind of like a, a surgery that had to happen that's unavoidable. Right. And, but it was still very disruptive to the overall. But at the end of the day, you know, it's behind us. It's just that we never got a chance to really enjoy that time because as soon as it was open, we all closed down. Well, you're recovering from heart surgery and then you get the flu. Yeah. I mean, well, and so yeah. it's just, it, it, it was a life-saving yeah. repair. Because, and this is prior to you being here, because, you know, I've been here since I was nine. You, people used to drive off the Hawthorne Curve and almost fall on 1st Street in trucks because they didn't realize they had to make a turn there. So then they straightened out the curve. Mm -hmm. Now then, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it's so beautiful. When, when we come back, I think we're going to come back very strong. Um, it's, there's nothing that makes me feel better than when I leave to fly to go to some event and I come back, even though it's faster to get to my house, I still like to drive through downtown Winston. Because yeah. when you see it, you know you're home. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's such a statement. Yes. Yeah. I, so, think, I think you're right. And, and in fact, I do that whenever I drive to any city. If mm -hmm. there's a beltway or some type of bypass, I almost never take it, much to the chagrin of my family and kids, because I'm, I'm not only going to drive through it, I'm going to get off and drive around and probably spend well, that's some... your job. That's your job. Well, I mean, I just, that's my thing, and I'm yeah. going to do that. I really like cities, and if I'm driving through a city, particularly I haven't seen in a while that I have, I mean, that's just... I really enjoy cities. We, uh, my daughter's six and she doesn't like to watch movies because we got the flu when she was like two and let her watch Snow White. So that scarred her. My wife is laying this way, I'm laying this way. Our daughter is in the middle of us at two years old watching and we're both going in and out of sleep. And of course we scared the living Hades out of her watching Snow White and seeing the witch and stuff. So we still have <laughs> problems getting her to watch stuff. But so we, we, we watched Haunted Mansion the other night, which yeah. is, you know, the spoof with Eddie Murphy. And in it, he plays a realtor. And he's like trying to make it to his, uh, his anniversary. And someone starts asking some questions and I start like going like this. And Catherine's like, what's the matter? A little PTSD there? Because uh, he's like, he's not leaving because he's got to go meet with someone else and all this stuff. I'm like, I don't need to watch these shows. That's a little bit too much for me. But it's kind of like you do. When I go through yeah. a town, I pick up the book that's got real estate in it so that yeah. I can look and see what stuff's selling for. Because yeah. it helps you do your job. It does. Yeah. You know, the movie Goonies I watched with my uh, younger son. He's 11 now. I don't think he'd have a problem with it. Jaws, he did not find very. He he did. We're just torturing our kids. He did not. He was not afraid. He goes, Dad, that doesn't look real at all. That's not scary at all. When the part when the guy gets eaten at the end of the. Yep. He, he didn't. He did that. No, as a kid, that threw me for a loop. Right. The Goonies also did scare him. Mm -hmm. The uh, character at the end, who's really yep. a good guy, yep, I forget right. his name, but you know he's that, helping him out. Yeah. yeah he, he, you know, he was like a prisoner, I think. Right. Uh, but uh, anyhow. You gotta, you know, if you have kids, your only goal in life is to embarrass them later. Yeah, well. So we got the podcast. We got this uh, with the, the um, Salem Parkway. And I want to finish up on this with just kind of some things. Like standing at, uh, standing at um, exits, making sure that people understood what was going on. This exit's going to be closed, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you were involved in that. How about DOT, uh, was it Cassandra is the lady's name, I yeah. think, who's going to the um, Old Salem uh, 
farmer's market, handing out stuff and all that kind of stuff. What all, I mean, you guys were involved in all of this, is as you look back, is, is this a feather in the cap of the downtown Winston-Salem partnership of this, this unity between all of this along with well, people the I think people should understand that there is a lot that went on with, is, with the Business 40, now Salem Parkway construction. Mm -hmm. There was a community conversation about which interchange was going to be closed and which one was going to remain open because we had two interchanges that were close together back in the 50s. They built interchanges that were in close proximity, so it meant that you didn't have very long to get off and on the roads. Mm -hmm. You remember there wasn't a long. Now there's a long on and off ramp, you know, mm -hmm. because there we removed one of the. I say we, the state DOT, just modern standards require getting rid of one of the interchanges. But those were decisions that had to be played out in the community of downtown through public input, through which really our city did but we facilitated a lot of the conversations and we have a planning committee that was very involved in it and that still isn't something that people see 100 percent one way or the other it was one of those classic 50 50 conversations that required a lot of the 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 chamber of commerce at the time was very involved in that the business owners so i'm really reluctant for the dwsp we facilitate a lot of conversations and try it but we're not alone we have organizations like old salem we had creative corridors coalition that started up and i think the story that will long term is that when the road was rebuilt something that only happens every 50 or 60 years mm -hmm. that we as a community decided to do something and so i kind of shy away from we played our role in a lot of different ways like for instance the wayfinding signage will finally be replaced in the next couple of months and that's a piece that it's one of the punch list items. Mm -hmm. But for us, it was a lot about trying to work with the uh, thing about sound walls. If you look at the um, transparent sound wall that's on the Peters Creek Parkway Bridge, or is it the 4th Street Bridge, when you right. come from the Hawthorne Curve, right. it was our organization along really the creative corridors that said, instead of having a non-transparent wall there, we encouraged them to put this transparent you know, sound wall up. And that to us was important so that you couldn't uh, have the skyline blocked when you first entered the, uh, the chute of downtown on the road. Right. Um, there was just so many things that went into to Business 40, but it's in the past. And, you know, we really, for us, we want people when they come to our city, when they're driving through this main segment, to say, boy, these people really care about uh, the, the roadways, the, artistry, the artistry, that these aren't just standard... Uh, Things. And so I think there's still a lot more that our community will need to celebrate once we get past this COVID cloud, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I think people are going to enjoy that, whether it be the strollway uh, extension that was done by the renowned uh, artist and um, urban designer that will cross the road uh, there that's in its final stages of construction to the other pedestrian bridge near Broad Street, near the baseball stadium, to the um, just everything about it well even crossing peter street parkway is 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 much beautiful yeah. much more beautiful than it was my, my wife when, when you know when we when we got married and everything she, she said yeah i just don't like the the view of downtown mm -hmm. of course that's changing now because of, of of all the hard work on it and i think it's it's also interesting to me sometimes when people get upset about oh look at all the money they're putting on that bridge or that and it's like no that's creative corridor that's raising money to make, do these beautification products. Yeah. So it's not coming out of your pocket unless you make a donation to them and support them. Yeah, it, it uh, and that's and and so much of that 
I think will bode well for us and not only now, but for a long time. These were investments that will pay off for a long time. And I think it says a lot about our city. And I think a lot of cities are gonna follow that model as they go through the same thing. So mm -hmm. what we've done is, and we did a podcast interview with Pat Ivey. Mm -hmm. And if you really wanna dig into that more, that's a great place to go and, and listen to his podcast. Um, although he's done a lot of interviews and it's been well, but we've had him on Camel City Chat. There yeah. you go, and he's awesome. Yeah, he is. He's a great guy. Um, all right, so I want to talk about events, and uh, I think we've got to take a break though. So let's show your website, and then um, I've got a couple of different things that uh, you've, you've spurred in me, and, and we knew this already because we've talked several times before. So we'll come back, and and, and now we're going to talk about Shop the Block because we've teased him twice now. So let's show your website. And then uh, we'll, um, we'll come back with more Camel City Chat. Jason Thiel. Welcome back to Camel City Chat. I'm John McPherson. I'm here with the president of the Downtown Winston-Salem Partnership, Mr. Jason Thiel. And we've been talking about so many topics. Uh, if you're just joining us, make sure to rewind and, uh, and listen. But uh, we're going to continue on um, with this. Um, we've teased it twice now, and that is... Shop the block. So what is what is this shop the block thing? I'll hold this up here like this. This is one of our annual shopping uh, promotions that we do yearly. And our team, led by Mary Charlotte Hinkle and Amanda Moore, uh, have been working hard on this. And it is uh, a grid. This is one of the bags that if you get to any of the participating stores, and you see it's a bag that's made out of a, a rectangle that's really the grid of downtown. Mm -hmm. And so it's a really nice little uh, play on the old Rock the Block program that we used to have that started. Uh, and so it's now Shop the Block. So right. we've rocked it, now we're shopping it. Okay. And um, so there's discounts at each of the downtown uh, retailers that are participating. And it's um, November 5th to the 8th. Okay. And it's coming up uh, Thursday through Sunday of next week. Right. And so please get out and support our downtown rest our retailers and restaurants at the same time. You can go do some shopping, go to a restaurant, um, wear a mask. They all have, it's, it's a safe enterprise and uh, really encourage it. So I, I hope people, if they want more information, go to our website at www.downtownws.com. I was gonna ask that, so it's on the website. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I tell people in, to, they need to actively, in the age of where online ordering and shopping is, is becoming uh, ubiquitous, you have to actively pursue shopping locally if you want it to survive. Mm -hmm. And you have to get out there and do this. We're at a, a pivot point in time where you need to actively, we, these are not, these are places that have wonderful items that you're not going to find online, particularly with service and support and other things that are critical to what you would want as a shopper. And so take advantage of that, support your local businesses. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and kind of almost like what American Express does when they say the you know the shop small business and stuff. That's right. Small you guys are doing Saturday. it. Yeah. So um, basically, so it's November fifth through the eighth, and we'll have more information. We we just showed your website, but we'll try and include some stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Different discounts. Um, you know, speaking about about shopping, um, I, I I will and, and anytime I name stuff. Uh, it is not a reflection of Jason. This is, you know, this is an editorial view, so I can name stuff and, you know, because I know people always probably want you, you know, well, why didn't you say this restaurant or that restaurant? It's because I brought them up. Um, or it was because the question was geared towards that. Because, I mean, you, you are in a unique 
position you represent how many businesses are members of the downtown well, Wilson Park? I mean, we just try to we just try to create an environment where, you know, they we try to talk about the greater downtown and we try to drive traffic to the greater downtown to the benefit of those who situate themselves here. But it's really about part of our effort to create our sense of place downtown, and that's why I feel strongly about it. Downtown, it's important for a city to be its best. I don't think a city cannot have a great downtown, and it's something that I struggle with, but in order for your body to be strong, your core muscles need to be strong. Right. right? And, and you can't do other things like walk long distances. So in the same way that your body needs a strong core, your city needs a strong core. Right. So the Mass General Store, when I heard that that was happening in our downtown, I'm like, what? You know, because remember, I was raised here, so I'm not used to these wonderful things happening like that. Um, you know, the Kempton Cardinal is just freaking phenomenal. Um, all these different things. So, I mean, what are some, uh, you're going across the whole gamut of things, so we'll have restaurants and we'll also have shops and everything like this that. This is geared towards shopping. We've, right. we've finished up a pretty significant effort towards um, outdoor dining with the streetery program. Right. Um, now you've done that two times now or more? Well, we did the streetery starting in July, mid-July, and we just concluded in um, the last one was the 26th or 23rd, 24th of October. And was that f closing down right out here, right? Yeah, it was 4th Street and Trade Street. And how many times did you do that? Because I, I, I knew I mean, it, it was, was, it was, for it was every months. weekend. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Because yeah, I knew the first, I guess I just remember the first time because a friend of mine is one of the managers, a friend of mine's son is one of the managers over at Mellow. Mm -hmm. And so that was just a... Yeah, yeah, it, was three, like, it was three months, uh, one night a week, uh, Friday nights on Trade Street, um, Saturday nights on 4th Street. Right. And, and again, working with the police and, and stuff to shut down roads and things like that, is, yep. that's some work. Yeah, well, it does. It, it requires a lot of coordination. It's a lot more to it than one would think otherwise, but um, you have to make sure that you coordinate with the other stakeholders. People live down here in large numbers. That's my next question. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. All right, so you ready? Yeah. I know that you probably have these right off the top of your head. How many people live downtown Winston? Well, and, it, of course, it's a guesstimation because it changes every day. But Yeah, we're getting close to about 10,000, but the total number of units that are housing units that yes. are downtown is about 4,300. Okay. <clears throat> and so if you multiply that times two, and, you know, it could be more, it could be less. But the I average, can do that math. It's 8,600. Yeah, it's about 8,600, but we have another... 600 housing units, apartments under construction. And as you get to that number, uh, you start to look at grocery store becomes much more viable. Uh, We're in a food desert right now. In yeah, this area. and um, so you also have more people living here. And so demand for neighborhood support retail, such as pharmacies and other things like tailors and things that you would see in any suburban uh, area where there's a conglomeration of houses are becoming uh, something that's uh, much needed and talked about. So um, downtown is, and that's really the goal here is to keep downtown being a dynamic mixed use neighborhood that's very walkable, it's friendly, it leaves people with a dynamic impression that this place is really happening. I felt like I had a good time. One of the things I love about downtowns is that for people who come downtown, they experience what I call serendipity, in that they get out of their car, they walk around, and they have every intention of going to Restaurant X. Restaurant X is too full, and so they said, well, let's take a walk down the street, and they go to another restaurant, 
And on the way there, they see somebody they know from their community, from their neighborhood. And they say hello, they have a good time. They go to the new restaurant, have a wonderful meal, blown away by it. Then they have maybe coffee or some type of dessert somewhere else, maybe shop. And through it all, they may walk through an event or meet somebody new or experience a new shop that they, or see some live music. All of these things lead to what I call living, things that you see when you have tourism, when you visit Paris or you visit a city of the world. Mm -hmm. um, that's what we're trying to go. We're trying to create a place that drives tourism, drives pride in our city, and uh, to me, people think of as a world-class city. And, and I think that, you know, I, uh, again, you go to over there to Incendiary and, and uh, Cugino Forno um, and, you know, or you go upstairs and you, you grab something. So my wife was doing something. I ran into Cugino Forno, got a pizza and she met us downtown. My daughter and I are running around Bailey Park and, you know, that was that was an event. You can go get, what is it, Little Dipper, um, go up to get Crankies. I mean, all in that central area now that, you know, we're finding out from uh, when I had on uh, Bo Gray the last thing, you know, he was telling me that, you know, he didn't think that we were going to lose the, uh, um, the, the school and stuff like that. Then we find out that they're going to put even more money into, um, you know, Baptist and, well, Wake Forest University Baptist Medical Center or Wake Med. Um, and uh, you know, you got whatever name it is, because I still call the hotel that we're attached to here the Hyatt House, even though it's, what is it, a uh, uh, Marriott? And it's Embassy Suites, I think now. Yeah, so, you know, right. yeah. right. and, and you know, other people still call one of them the Robert E. Lee, or, you know, it's, it's, so there's, you know, it depends on how you're down here. And, and mentioning the Hyatt House, which is attached to your building here, which is now the Embassy Suites, we had a store down there. So Glenda Keels came in and told me to give her 25 bucks. And so it was called Cecilia's. It was a, a bookstore. And um, what the great thing about it is, is Reynolds brought all their people to train in here. So I had like, I sold like maybe 30 or 40 packs of cigarettes a, a week. It wasn't like it was big things, but they came in and go, you know, they're from like Minnesota or Wisconsin. like. Oh my God! You must sell a lot of cigarettes. We have to have a, a store sell, you know, this many to just even get that. I'm like, well, you do realize that every Reynolds person comes through here, so they just had us loaded up with neon and all this stuff. But you know, we joined the Downtown Winston Salem Partnership, and because of the of, of what it does and what it stands for. I know you've done stuff recently um, with organizing the restaurants um, to deal with the health department. Um, and you've been involved in, in that particular That's aspect. That's an ongoing effort. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. But I mean, you so. So as we, you know, as we continue to talk, there's, there's one thing that you know me from my real estate radio days, and that is, you know, give, give us some goods. You know, tell us something that we don't know about, um, which you're never going to do. But I want to talk about recruitment because as we have a chamber of commerce, mm -hmm. we also have other entities out there. You're involved in that. You're involved with the mayor and stuff. What, what are we looking for in the sense of things with, with our city and not where we want to go, but what are we looking for right now, or what are you guys involved in that you're allowed to talk about to, that, that we can look forward to? Well, let me first explain roles. Like, for instance, we have different economic development roles, and Greater Winston-Salem Incorporated is a new organization that merged the old Chamber of Commerce, which has been around for well over 100 years, and um, it's a great organization, but they were limited to just retention, and Winston-Salem Business Inc. did recruitment, and now they're merged into one organization. They do both. And they're looking at both recruitment and retention of businesses. Our role in it, we have Visit Winston-Salem that does uh, tourism and visitor destination. We do downtown. And so for me, our specialty is working with small business owners, 
opening up in storefront business locations in downtown. For instance, we've worked with many different businesses in downtown. One of the most recent ones that moved in was Alex's Cheesecakes uh, on Trade Street. That was one where he had already owned a business in Greensboro, had thought about uh, downtown Winston-Salem, came to He's us. He's been thinking about downtown Winston-Salem before I got married. Yeah. And, and so, that was 16 years you ago. Know, he was... Um, he, he reached out to us and then I worked with him for a while to see where downtown was, um, gave him uh, a lot of time to just uh, try to understand downtown and spent a lot of time answering his questions and then just presented him with the choices available to him. We didn't try to drive him in any one direction. We tried to share with him the facts of uh, the statistics of growth downtown and other data. but. To him, he knew where he wanted to be. He wanted to be on Trade Street. Um, we worked with Mass General, and so we do the same now. And I would tell you that there are people that see that the COVID virus is, we've been through the cycle on it. And I think for some of the businesses, we are actively working with businesses that want to open up in downtown Winston-Salem right now. That mm -hmm. COVID uh, is not a perpetual uh, problem that there are people who want to open up and so there is um, um, right now even uh, with some of the announcements and closures um, there's demand for space downtown and we are working with people I think for us some of the things that um, announcements of particular businesses you know I really don't get into doing that because there's um, until they make the announcement and what I will tell you is that some of the things that are very exciting is that we just had a crane installed on the um, um, the uh, IQ um, uh, project on 4th Street, right. which is a new apartment project. Right. And there's a crane over, so there's two cranes right now. There's one over on the new uh, project, uh, the housing project called the Eastley, right. which is the second generation of the West End Station project on Brookstown, right, uh, right there by the baseball park. And right. so. I don't think they'll be auctioning off them like they did in the past on that. I think we've got a lot more demand for and them. And these are for rent, too. They're right. all for rent. We've had a domination ever since the 2008-9 um, recession. For sale product through our community has not been, we haven't had enough supply built. Right. And so that's driving housing prices up. But downtown has almost been 95% apartments, if not more. Right. And so we... Um, what we're seeing is um, all of these new units that are slowly being built. It takes, you know, sometimes two years for these projects to be built. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like they're opening every month. You know, by the time the one opens, it absorbs, it's full. And so they slowly absorb whatever units per month into the market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's very interesting. And, and what I will tell you is, is that I do feel as though there are people out there that do say, oh, we got too many apartments downtown. Um, I think in your own home, you're not going to do something if you can't afford it. And if you can't afford it, you know that you're going to be able to, you know, put on a card and pay it at this point or whatever. But, you know, they're not building apartments because they're not people that are wanting them. So, I mean, no one's going to put that kind of investment in it, just like the hotels. Um, obviously, when we have larger events, the hotels are going to, you know, uh, excel even more than, than what they do. But I mean, there's still people that come to Winston-Salem for People for should also understand that, you know, since the recession, there were, were, there were not for several years after until the Kempton was built. 
And even in that case, the Reynolds building, the hotel developers decided to de dedicate more than half of the building to apartments. Mm -hmm. And they look at the entire building and they need to know that, you know, more than half of that building is apartments, the other half is the hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. And so there are, there are decisions that different hotel owners make. Each of the hotel projects that were built in downtown, like the, um, the Marriott Courtyard uh, down the street on 4th Street near mm -hmm. Foothills, or the Hampton Inn, or the Indigo, these are all around 100 unit uh, projects. And they're not three, four, 500 unit apart, uh, uh, hotels. Right. And so there's, that's one change. And so I think people see the number of total hotel rooms hasn't dramatically shifted. It's just that there's been more venues. Well, they're, they're large chains, but they're almost like boutique size. Yes, and that's, and I mean, we could have people like Rich Geiger get into this and, I need to get rich on him. I'm, I actually saw his wife. We had a blood drive in our office the other day, and Tracy was in there. I need to get. I need to get both of them on the. It's a very competitive environment in that um, when you stay in a hotel room of 2008, you don't. In 2020, you want a different hotel room. The way that you check in, the way that you use your room is far different. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very dynamic business. Let's take a quick break, and we'll finish up. Uh, thanks for uh, sitting here with us. Um, we're going to show. Uh, a little bit more about Shop the Block as we go to break, and then we'll come back and finish up with Jason. Uh, you're watching Camel Sea Chat. We want you to like, subscribe, and, uh, and click the alert button on uh, YouTube for us. Welcome back to the last segment of Camel City Chat here today. Of course, I'm with Jason Thiel with the Downtown Winston-Salem Partnership. Um, I told you we'll talk about Smitty for a second. How much has he done for our, our, our community? A tremendous amount. And I just, you know, Smitty's a good friend, and he was on the social media thing very early, had the website before most people were thinking about doing such things. He's been a champion, uh, huge... Uh, a follower. Um, I've enjoyed going and speaking to him uh, privately and um, during some of the, um, um, he, he had people for his evenings with eight, I believe is what it's called. I love that. Yeah. That oh, was, uh, was so much fun. Yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of things like that that were um, really fun. And, or the uh, baseball suite or just, yeah, just dinner with friends. Yeah. yeah. And I think for me, really sadly, I think says a lot about me but I just love catching up with him and gossiping about you know some of the things that's because we're friends for a long time and so I need to, I need to call him and, and, and you can that. tell him you did the chat yes yeah so it's funny because every time I talk to someone they've have an interaction with someone like everyone knows Lou or stuff like that mm -hmm. and in um, mentioning Lou I will say one of the things that I've really need that I've really found to be neat is like the incubator program that you guys have been involved with a little bit stuff and mm -hmm. you know like now we have Mayberry's downtown and that was because uh, we had an open retail space they worked together try it out for the summer and then all of a sudden they're like hey we're permanently here mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I do like that um, aspect of how my guests know each other and how, you know, I've heard stories about Smitty with Bo Gray. I've heard, you know, mm -hmm. just different things like that. Catherine White. And um, as you were saying, well, I got to go back and listen to that because, you, know, you, you know, everyone knows and loves Catherine. And I thank you for some of the people you recommended that I talked to. Um, what I will say, though, now as we get into the fun part of the show, which is now we focus on two questions as we end up. Um, and that is, before we go, where do you want to see Winston-Salem? So you, you put on the... the the virtual reality glasses take us out five, ten years. Where do you want to see us? Well, 
I mentioned a little bit earlier, and I talked about it in a previous segment, but I want to be a city that people think of nationally and internationally as a city that is just a fun place to visit. This is a place that's seen as a great place to live. It has a great downtown that has great businesses that are homegrown, that people come to us and look at us as a place to emulate. And we have a lot of that happen already. We have a lot of people visit us and ask us how we do things. But I want us to be seen as an individual thing. A lot of times people look at um, other cities and how they do certain things. And it's great to copy certain things, but I also want people to come and copy us. But for us, I want to have a mixed-use environment that is one where we have many different types of uses. I talked about serendipity before. I want that to be something where people come at any time of day. There's a lot of new lifestyle centers being built across the country, some surrounding us, and they try to recreate downtowns in an all-new construction, all built by one person. And yes, I am critical of them, but I also think it's nice to be um, um, emulated. Uh, you, so. Um, Anyhow, but <clears throat> they'll never be able to create the soul of the ownership of the people that make up our downtown, our, our storefronts, our churches, our businesses, our parks, and all the different things that we're rebuilding as a part of our history. Those are critically important. And I think that <clears throat> as long as we live and, and are here in Winston-Salem, we need to preserve and protect our heritage, our history, and continue, and we've done a lot of that, and we need to keep doing it and keep working hard on it. So the thing that I think I always try to impress upon people is that there are people that come to me and they say, well, downtown is good enough, and that really bothers me. I will tell you that you set the bar, you exceed it, and then you raise the bar, and you keep going. And if we ever stop doing that, it's a lot like a sports team that if you love or your famous band, if they ever rest on where they're at, they're never going to improve and then they'll become static and we can't do that. Mm -hmm. And so that's the short answer. I also think that urbanity and uh, other things will change in the future. I do think that people look at 2020 and they look at the rapid nature of change and I think that the next 30 years, if people think about the 30 years of the, the next 30 years, what that's going to be like. And from a land use perspective, I want to tell people that I think one of the things I share with people is that I think the way that cars work for us are always going to, to be here. That's one of my beliefs, but they're not going to be something that we're required to drive, that they will drive themselves and that we will still use the roadways and cars will take us. And I know that's pretty crazy sounding, but... I can tell you some stories about that, buddy. Yeah, and I think like, you know, Tesla already has cars that do drive themselves. There, there will be advancements in technology that will improve life for us, and there's a lot to talk about there. But to me, that's one of the things that I hope I'm alive. I'm almost 50 years old. Who would have known that we would see a car that can drive itself? You can call by that. Yeah. There's a lab at the National Association of Realtors that I'll tell you about later on that I was privileged to get to see, and they track all this stuff and home automation and things, and you know, being able to put your clients in a car and you not drive and tap on the window and it tells you the whole tax value of the car and what you're passing by. I mean, that's the future. Yeah. All right, so last question. We've got about two minutes left. What do you want to be remembered for, Mr. Jason Thiel? You know, I don't really know if, you know, I personally just want to be remembered as someone that was dedicated to our downtown and was dedicated to this organization and to the business owners. 
But I really think that for me, it's really about the, I want downtown to be remembered and I just want me to be remembered in the extent that I will be remembered, um, which I think will be passing and fleeting. I don't have any uh, you know, allusions to that, but is that I was part of a effort that improved downtown and that we prospered during that time and that um, our organization was relevant and that people feel better and strongly about our downtown and have pride in it. And that's, that's all I ask for. Well, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. That's right. And you have both of those maxed out. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you for being on our show. Check out Smitty's Notes. There'll be stuff uh, in the end. Go to the Downtown Winston-Salem Partnership website. Jason Thiel, president, has been our guest today. I can't thank you enough. We'll see you next time on Camel City Chat.